0: and pledge a monthly contribution, even just $2 a month, would be a huge encouragement. Hey, this is Mad Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I chat with uh, X Games' vert medalist, rollerblade and famous rider, Nell Martin, uh, about double backflips, twists making a living as a rollerblader in 2021 it's a great conversation uh, with a great skater who's also got a great presence on instagram you can check him out there at Neil martin um, on instagram and see his own skating including in his backyard ramp as well as up and comers uh, of vert skating as well hope you enjoy It's good. We're at what's happening. Okay. Hello.
1: <laughs> hey, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well. It's been, um, I, I've I loved, you know, uh, watching your Instagram account and occasionally having a little conversation in the comments for years now. And I think maybe a year ago or something we said, oh, we should do a podcast. And, and then just, I don't know, I suppose coronavirus and life, it's taken a long time before we've actually organized it.
1: Oh yeah, but I'm so happy that finally we can do it.
0: Yeah, you've been doing some little video, um Instagram videos as well with, with a few people too, hey.
1: Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to to you know to, to talk with some friends that it's been some time that I don't talk with them and put some some you know some some conversations about half pipe in in the table, you know.
0: Oh, look, I think this is something, although we're very different level of skill, I think we share it together, right? in different, very different parts of the world, we share together a love for halfpipe skating and a desire to continue to give profile to halfpipe skating, um, so yeah, I think that's something, a passion we both share.
1: That's awesome, that's awesome because lately, as you know, it's, we are not having much Hm-hmm. You know, we are not we are not in the in the big screen anymore, or we are not in, in in many podcasts, or we are not in in, in videos. And it's so sad to see that half my beat's barely there, you know, barely I don't know, disappearing, let me say.
0: I know. Well, it was really great. I, I mean, one of the things that you very kindly gave me permission to put um, uh, to put a recording of your conversation with Manuel Beliris on um, on on the Mad Beef podcast too. You know, I'm really keen when I find an Australian skater who's had a conversation, especially if it's maybe not so easy to find. Like if someone isn't on Instagram, you know, make it available on a different format. Um, and and Manuel was a local hero for me. So um, I remember watching him. At the Paran Ramp in Melbourne, when I was so you and I are basically the same age, and and, um, and uh, so I'm I'm 41 this year. I'll be 41 in June. Yeah. yeah, and so I remember as a as a young teenager watching him, this bit older, who I think he just could spend every day skating. It seemed like he was always there, and slowly we just watch him get better and better and bigger and bigger and higher and higher. And then my family moved city, and the next time I saw him was like on. Um, I don't know, like on, on hoax was it or um, well, you know one of these early videos he has he's yeah, he's okay. he's skating in um, in California on the on the sections there you know it's um, uh, so yeah that's very cool that you had that conversation with him.
1: Uh, yeah, he's one of my one of the, the skaters that I watched at the beginning and one of my my heroes. Let me say, it, the stylish also for me, skating it's it's a lot it's a lot to have your own personal style. I, I put a lot of value on that, and uh, manner was was the definition of that. Like you, you could see, you know, he was putting his his soul. He was putting his his uh, everything on on his skating. So I love to watch them. Oh watch. yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Um, I know you talked with um, uh, Chris Edwards about competition or not competition. Style versus um, simple kind of I don't know technical perfection or something, and um, and it certainly is true I think that um, like you guys were saying, um, it's not to take away from the great competition skaters obviously like like Australia's great Sesamora who and Matt Salerno or um, uh, you know these great people who know how to do competition well is really great. But um, I don't know. I look at your Skype profile here and it's this really beautiful invert, you know, and maybe this mm-hmm. isn't a very technically difficult trick, but it looks very, very good. <laughs> yeah. um, or, or maybe like a, you know, like a Chris Edwards judo McTwist, maybe not the most difficult trick in the world. There's harder spin tricks, but it just looks really, really, really good.
1: <laughs> well, the, the thing, w- what I... Spectacle,
0: showmanship, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, more than competitions is more like in the way that we were we were we were going with halfpipe. It was too much, too, too much into competitions, and we forgot about session, about having fun, about it was going too much into the like double backflip, double flat spin, double what, and we lost a little bit to because you say two names that probably are the the two of my absolutely heroes of all times, either Matt Salerno and Cesar Mora, because they, for sure they were a competitors, guys. Like the, Cesar and Matt, they, were com- they could make a perfect run. But they and had they learned the science of the that time. too,
0: didn't they? Yeah.
1: yeah, and they had all the time his style. Mm-hmm. They had all the time this perfect difference between to, to be a robot, and, and <laughs> you can see three skaters and they look the same, or what they were doing, that for me is art. Yes. When you were looking at Cesar Mora or Matt Salerno, Chris Edwards, Manuel Villiers, Tim War—they—they they were doing art for me, and everyone has a different art. Yes. So you can put this example with music as well. Like every of those skaters from back in the 90s has his own style, you know, like rock music, classical music, mm-hmm. hip hop.
0: So so yeah.
1: Then on the 2000s and and you know it, it was more like everything was rock music or everything was hip hop. You you couldn't see much more of different art, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I wanted to put
0: on the table when when I was talking with Chris Edwards. Yeah, that's good. It's good. I think different people prefer different things as well. It is very interesting. I I think the last few months I've heard you say, Chris say, Tom Fry say, I don't really like competition, you know. But then other people like Cesar and Matt and um, I I don't know if you know or remember the Aussie skater Mm -hmm. Ian Smith as well. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, 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 Ian as well. He said, love competition because competition pushes you that little bit more. You know you can do a trick at six foot. Maybe in competition you try the trick at seven foot. And so some people, they like the extra pressure, you know. Um,
1: yeah, and, and, it's, and it's awesome. And I think it's something – and it's needed. Uh, probably competition is needed because you are, you are setting uh, – even for the kids, you are setting a, a path. Yes. You are setting where to go, you know. Yes. Like, okay, so – if you skate a lot and you get better, then you can go to competitions in your in your country. But if you get better there, you get, then you can go international competitions. So it's it's something that we need for sure. Mm-hmm. But mm, I think it's 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 more, it's everything about to be on balance. And mm-hmm. at the at the end of our our probably our most exposure, we lost that balance. We mm-hmm. just were a competition guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had not this part of sessioning guys anymore.
0: Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, it's building a sport and building a culture, isn't it? Building an art as well as building a, a uh, science. Ex- mm.
1: Everything in balance is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I sent you through some questions I thought would be good for us to talk about. Um, yeah. One of them was, um, you've already started talking about this, but can you remember what that was like? Cause I suppose you started skating um, competition, in, like international competitions Late 90s, early 2000s,
1: yeah? Yeah, my first international competition was probably in 97.
0: Okay, was that like the Lausanne thing? Mm,
1: Yeah, Lausanne, Mm -hmm. yeah, Lausanne. I'm pretty sure it was in 97. Yeah. And then 98, I was doing a lot all over Europe.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. But um, as we come into the, the 2000s, that's when the magnitude goes bigger again, yeah? Suddenly there's... Like you say, double backflip <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, double double flat spins and ten eighty and uh, like really, really. Um, was that n- and and that's I suppose when uh, the Yasutoko brothers are coming to full power. They they started skating very young, but they they're becoming uh, becoming big. Then I suppose um, did that Did you notice that being different the um, I suppose, I, I remember Cesar saying in an interview I did with him, he spoke about his, um, his first serious injury in the early 2000s. And he said, as I came back and was rebuilding confidence, I then look at the kind of, you know, the double back, the kind of things everybody's trying. And I started to ask myself as an older skater, do I, do I want to keep trying to keep up? <laughs> um, what what was that like that time that feeling of people really pushing the limit because uh, you know a backflip it, it you can hurt yourself with it but it's it's you can see your landing it's okay double backflip easy to over rotate you know some of these things that that the so big and maybe more dangerous if you fall I don't I don't know what what was that like?
1: Well, it, honestly, it was something like at that time at least I, I can talk about myself. I mm. wasn't calculating the risk on the tricks, I just just had to do it, like, everyone was moving in that direction, especially, okay, so with double backflip, it's a trick that I will never do in my life, I don't like backflips, I suck on them, Um, and I never like it, I I prefer more like 540s, more different style of skating, but it was something that back in the day I had to do it, because if I wanted to be there, I had to do it. So we still, or at least myself, I was still feeling that pressure that I had to do it if I want to keep my sponsors, if I want to keep (laughs) traveling, if I want to keep on on that process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And
0: so someone does it and you go, oh, why did you do that? Now I have to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? So... No, I wasn't thinking much about the risk. I just was super focused that I had to do it. Mm-hmm. It was also really nice for the sport that we put those those limits on that on that bar. You know, like like Cesar was doing with the with the ten eighty. Mm. I'm actually talking about this really really fast. I'm really happy that, for example, Cesar didn't go to doubles. Not for nothing, because he kept his his style. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I think. I think so. To 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 describe that, let me say really fast. Like, when you were doing four doubles, you were losing some part of things too.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like for example, in a state to do three beautiful airs, yeah. do rocket, and you and you you had a you had to be really careful with the setup for the double, uh-huh. so you were not risking. You were maybe doing a mute. Yes. You know.
0: Yes. Yeah. So good. I
1: don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. So I I I have a, now watching back all competitions I'm... I joined more watching Cesar Skating than probably other skaters doing doubles. Hey,
0: you know, Scott Crawford said to me, because, um, you know, he was like a national competitive trampoline uh, athlete before he was a um, uh-huh. rollerblader. But he said, um, I, that, was, that was my trampoline life. That was my trampoline career. I didn't really want to be a big flip skater in my skating career, and so even though Scott Crawford could do more flips you know, as anyone in terms of the technical knowledge, his personal mm-hmm. preference was his skating was a different thing than his trampolining.
1: Isn't that interesting? And I, and I feel this. I feel 100% like my skating is, if you see some videos of myself, is more like that. And once again, I did those kind of tricks because I felt like I had to do them. Mm. So, but is not is not what I was looking for into skating. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I I, I enjoy it so much. Um, and I think technically te- technically so word. I don't know if it's a word. Yeah. Technique talking about technique is way harder uh what Cesar was doing, the 720s Aliub, the 1080s grab, the all this kind
0: of Uh oh, the five forty to disaster yeah. stall to yeah. three sixty reentry or something. Yeah.
1: Look, I've seen I've seen skaters that didn't know much about the skating, they just have the basic skills doing double backflips. Mm. I haven't seen no one skater that has just the basic of a skating doing a ten eighty Or doing a of seven twenty. Yeah. Or doing a Allium Mach is beautiful. yeah or or, or five forty disaster. So that
0: explains a lot also you know yeah 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 that's good that's good um uh maybe before we move on so what what category then for your thinking does mega ramp skating fit into that because that's another kind of enormous so for me i look at that and I, i've got friends who go ah oh, the victorian mega ramp that's so cool can't wait to do that um, and and maybe it's partly because I'm older skater, I got a family, I, I I count what things I want to put my energy into. But I just look at that and I just go, you know what? I'm good. That's a different sport. <laughs> that's like that's a whole other thing. But I think you you like having a go on mega ramp, don't you?
1: Yeah, because one of the things that I fell more in more in love with this sport is flying. You know, yes, the, 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 that, yes. that second that or that. Uh, time that you are in the air yeah so mega ram gives you that yeah but then okay uh if we talk about doing crazy things in mega ramp, i think it's not my time to do that okay you so know, you're there.
0: you're more thinking nice very very high up on the quarter at the end of the mega ramp that's yeah, that's exactly, your big interest not doing lots and lots of flips over the um over the no. knuckle no yeah
1: no i don't feel i don't feel i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be the scare that is gonna change uh, because on, we are still not doing much on mega ramps or the rubber bladers. Mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna be the one who is gonna push the limits. Yeah, but uh, but I think it's really interesting just to feel the mega ramp, that the power mm. that it gives. You know, it's it's amazing. That feeling, it's it's amazing. But I'm not gonna be the one who is doing the double flip on the jump and then. Uh, double flat spin on the choir no. <laughs> You're just happy, bit... okay. just happy flying. Just
0: happy flying at the top. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because it, it is interesting, isn't it, that we have um, vert skating, not as common, but mega ramp, and then also these big feasts parks, vert parks, kind of. Um, that mm. that's these are two kinds of big skating. That we do have at the moment that has is getting some popularity, you know. That um, we maybe don't see much of people skating on half pipes, except on maybe your Instagram and a few people's Instagram. But I do see quite <coughs> a few videos of people on mega ramps, and I do see p- videos of people. Yeah, the the, the feast competitions because they're they're big. That's not that's not a street competition really, is it? It's a uh, they're big parks. Those big feast World Series um like BMX oh, parks.
1: Yeah, and actually, the people that is doing good on those kind of parts, they have a a little bit of background or, or yeah. in transitions, from big transitions. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 a. I think it's it's everything it, with the music the same. Like in the '90s, we were listening a lot of punk rock, yeah, hardcore, and then changed to hip hop, and then we are going back to rock. So I think, I think everything is is uh, is cycles. Cir- cycles. It's a yeah. Yeah, I think now it's time for for this kind of a skating. But I'm sure half pipe is gonna is gonna be back at some point.
0: Well, 100%. yeah, yeah. I mean the big the big new skate parks that are being built, all the big ones mm. at least have a vert bowl now. And I think yeah. that's yeah. that's maybe in Australia a little while ago. I don't know if it's the same in in America and Spain and stuff. But for a while, every new park was a small skateboard small street park you know Uh, but now we're starting to see councils give more money to you know in some of the some cities and and whenever they do one feature is that kind of you know kidney bowl with a shallow waterfall down to a, a deep maybe 10 foot 12 foot thing that's that's becoming more common so maybe not maybe not half pipe but at least uh vert bowls are becoming
1: yeah i think i think is the i think our future is going to be the the bowls like the same that is happening with us with skateboarding yeah. like they yeah. they are going to the olympics with the street but mm. they are going also with the they call it park mm-hmm. which is a big bowl yeah. so i think i think is where probably our near future is going to be there you know like the, mm. the skating bowls and all that kind of of skating but at, at the end you know i think as long as there's half pipe and someone is skating half pipe half pipe is always going to be there you know Yeah so,
0: I hope so it looks so good it looks such a great great discipline I think
1: Yeah it's amazing it's beautiful
0: mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah and, and personally I feel again it it, it there's some obviously it's every version of skating is dangerous but there's something nice about landing on a curve that carries you down when you fall <laughs> when i think about like grinding a handrail i go no way man if i fall <laughs> I, I just think about falling on stairs or falling on a handrail now and i go oh yeah, that's okay I, i'm happy to leave that in the past but but um uh, unless you pop out really far uh, there's 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 it's a bit of an easy landing on, on the um, slider, on the transition. Eh?
1: It's a slider,
0: yeah. <laughs> big slide, that's right.
1: <laughs> big slide, yeah, exactly, slide, sorry. yeah. Big. <laughs>
0: Hey, this is a quick little mid-episode ad uh, to encourage you to consider giving towards a rollerblading novel. You can check that out over at uh, the Patreon, linked to uh, in the episode notes. Um, If you've listened to the Mad Beef podcast a fair bit, and especially an episode like episode 130, what killed rollerblading and what will bring it back, you'll know that um, I'm a big believer in the need for us to build our cultural capital. A whole bunch of things that our breadth and depth as a whole community and culture and sport. And the idea of doing a literary novel about rollerblading is putting a little piece into that. The project is Fruit Booters, a rollerblading novel that hopefully I can get published with a traditional publisher. So if you want to help me set aside the time to get that done quickly and do it properly, I'm already 10,000 words in. Um, then you can go over to patreon.com slash Michael G. James. Michael G. James, all one word. There's a whole bunch of different rewards, and it's up to um, a printed copy of the finished product signed by a bunch of past and present Aussie pro skaters. So check it out. Anyway, back to the episode. You
1: are something the whole universe is doing.
0: Yeah, you're making a living as a rollerblader, is that right? You've gone off to enjoy the circus?
1: Yeah, I'm working for Circuit Soleil Company. Well, not now with the with the virus mm. the shutdown. Mm. But yeah, I'm doing that, and I've always been making a living from rollerblading, so I'm super happy. Yeah, with my life. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what what are the options that someone has before that? I, I, I lots of people just assume rollerblading is a is a hobby, you know. But what are the options that someone might have to be able to earn a living? If you had somebody come to you and say, Oh, I wanna you know, I wanna make a living doing what I love. What do you see as I the think, options available?
1: I think now is it's changing. Mm-hmm. It's changing really fast because it looks there's a second wave. Yeah. So yeah. it looks there's some money there just just for the pros, like back in the day, like mm. it, there's some companies that they are paying really, really good royalties to the skaters. Yeah. For the pro models, good uh, salaries and a lot of this is thanks to to people like John Julio oh and yeah some respect the that they are working super hard on on making that happen mm. so you, you have there one way that you can you can take then the shows which is i think is going to be always somewhere in the world shows to work at
0: yep have to be willing uh, to travel to do that
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah And that becomes – there's a
0: discipline to doing shows too, right, in the sense that maybe if you're uh, sponsored for uh, – with a team, with a skate company, uh, there's some variation to how you do that. But you do shows, you do it – when the show's on, you have to go do it. And if it's two times a day, three times a day, you have to do it even if you don't feel like it, two times a day, three times a day. Yeah, there's a bit of a – You know,
1: like shows is more like a regular job, let me say. Like sometimes you are doing things that you don't – you don't feel like for whatever reason. Yeah. Because you're tired or because you don't feel like that day or or personal.
0: Uh, and I suppose so yeah, I don't know if this is true with the Cirque du Soleil, but um maybe sometimes the the producer the director wants you to do something that works for the show that isn't your passion. I don't know. I think like Chris Haffey with like a shopping cart on the um Nitro Circus, you know. I don't think Chris Haffey wants to do shopping trolleys, you know, but um but this is part of the um Nitro Circus. Yeah. Performance yeah, and so that sure. just like, that's
1: like, yeah. Sorry, like any other job, like you, you do things that maybe is not <laughs> what you will do in your in your in your regular skating. No, but Cirque is honestly it's it's, it's amazing. It's a really beautiful place to work. The, the The environment is beautiful. The people that you work with is super talented, and yeah, I don't have nothing than good words for Cirque.
0: Yeah, that's but, great
1: but yeah I, there's some other s- s- companies that they push you maybe a little more or I don't I don't know but uh, still if if you if you can make a living doing what you like it's 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 worth it to do something that you maybe don't feel that much you know what I'm saying like
0: yeah yeah, that's, there's, um, there's always, you know, what's the saying, the English saying? There's no such thing as a free lunch, that if you, if you want to do something you love, then there's a price to pay somewhere, and you just have to make yeah, the, make the judgment and the decision, which problems are the problems you want to live with. <laughs> and, yeah,
1: exactly, there's always a toll to be.
0: Yeah, well, was there another one I heard someone say once, uh, I, you know the expression, um, the grass is greener on the other side? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone added to this saying, and they said, "The grass is greener on the other side, but you still have to use the lawnmower to cut it." That you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I yeah. uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. I'm, uh, it's, uh, in love what I'm doing. I'm, like, ninety nine percent of the days, I'm going super motivated and super happy to my, yeah, to my work. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a dream.
0: Yeah, I mean, so other options might be things like um, I, I suppose a long time ago there was more interest from any kind of advertiser for rollerblading to be in TV commercials, things like this or um, things like that, and uh, and maybe also sometimes uh, income from teaching skating.
1: Right now, that's what I wanted to say. What I, yeah, okay. I wanted to put on the table. Right now, there's a big, especially in Europe, there's so many rolling schools, in-line schools, so there's a lot of people, even people that is skating really good, making a living from from teaching.
0: That's so, so that's good, wonderful.
1: isn't it? Yeah, it's so amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah, very good. So do you do some of that, like a paid teaching? I know you seem to be doing mentoring as well, but, but do you do... I,
1: always, I I always been doing teaching, but I never really do it as a paid teaching. No. I, no. I love to share my passion. Yes. I'm not saying that I'm not going to do it, because you never know but i always did some uh, free classes or yeah. free things for kids and some sometimes i had classes with a little paid, but not i'm more no i, I didn't run it as a business yet.
0: yeah 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 um, yeah anything else you want to say on that the living making a living as a rollerblader in the 2020s i
1: think rollerblading rollerblading beside of being a, a uh, just a pro of living from rollerblading is giving you a lot of options even if you don't know like uh, For example, there's one of the be- like mostly of the best cameras that are out there right now The background is from rollerblading mm-hmm. like filmers. Yeah, so it's a it, there's a lot of things that you that That is giving you that you can use in your life That maybe you're not making a living as a pro. Yes, like we know what from back in the day, but still is related with rollerblading, mm. so uh, it's 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 in I don't know. I think you have a lot of choices there.
0: Yeah. Hey, feel very free to ignore this question, um, but um, it might be an interesting one if you feel comfortable answering it. People today think, oh, rollerblading was very big 20 years ago, so much money 20 years ago, uh, but realistically, for a for someone touring and skating. Um, what kind of income would that look like? You, you don't necessarily place in every single competition. You don't at whatever. What kind of income actually was that like? How green was the grass in?
1: No, you could you could make serious money. You you could make really good money because yeah, even if you were if you were not placing good, the, the thing is that you were having like I was. I couldn't. I don't know how many shows per week I could do. Like almost all the week if I wanted. Yeah. So so if you were making even small, more, more money for the shows like i don't know 250 uh-huh. per day
0: yeah okay. you, <laughs> you do 5, five 6 days. shows yeah okay yeah. yeah
1: and then you were making some money in competitions plus the salary from the from the sponsors that you had you you were making really really good money man <laughs> really good money
0: yeah so there was and so that that's a really interesting thing to observe though isn't it that 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 um uh event um, demonstrations, that's a really valuable part of the income economy for skating, that when we have companies who are willing to do that work um, and when there's enough interest for that work, that really adds an extra benefit for skaters.
1: Yeah, especially because... And like, it raises awareness, example, gets more skate, I, Yeah. Yeah, and for example like when I started, I wasn't uh, I wasn't placing in, in in the top three for sure Like you had mm. people super good back, you know, like so for people like me, we were making a lot of money from the shows. Mm. It was easier to make money from the shows mm. at the beginning than 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 in competitions.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it helped us a lot at the beginning to everyone that everyone that we were starring. It was so many shows all over Europe
0: mm.
1: that you know, you, you didn't have to be really good to, to get to get shows back yeah. like in the day.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Good. Okay, so t- let's let's talk um uh vert skating preferences you have in with boot, frame, wheels. Now you've got a you've just recently got a pro wheel, is that right? Is that a congratulations to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's, it's congratulations. It's really, yeah, with, with famous, yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool because more more than the pro wheel that uh, I got back in the day, I got offer some um, it's it's more it's a wheel that I really like it.
0: Yes, so yeah.
1: That for me was really important, you know, because I only skated Cosmo. So
0: yeah, for me, Australian, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Australian, the best wheel, the best wheel from back in the day. It was so good. So to get, a, to get for example, a name with another company, but if I wasn't... So if, if I don't feel that brand, I'm not going
0: mm-hmm.
1: to... It's for me really hard to... to, to let other people buy that, that company you know what i'm saying Like yes so i always try to to be on the company that i really like it yes so with this wheel i'm really happy because what i if what i'm saying is is, is, re, is real i don't have to lie anyone which i will feel really bad yeah so, so i'm really happy with Femos.
0: so this is very this is let's talk about this wheel it's an interesting hub right A metal hub
1: yeah exactly it's it's the it's the first wheel for that i know so far that they have this metal metal core yeah yeah and because because they have that metal core then the the the, the, the urethane is not that hard as used to be cosmo mm-hmm. but still it's kind of the same fast okay So you have the best you have the best grip ever that you can have plus the speed you know so that for me it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean it's interesting. I, I, some of the old Cosmo wheels uh were quite soft still, hey, but but still fast like some were like 85a wheels mm-hmm. back in the day.
1: I don't re- I don't I don't remember those. I, mm. I was riding I was riding like either Scotty or mm. Or baking, or you know, some tomf- you know th- yep. those kind of wheels, five yep. delirious, and, and I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember they were soft. I remember. I have my my memory. They were kind of hard. But it's been so many years. so yeah. I,
0: <laughs> Don't trust. <me>. Yeah. Don't <laughs>
1: trust me. Not what I say. But <laughs>
0: uh, okay, you believe in this product. I, I want to learn how to vert skate. Um, uh, what? Why should I consider the famous wheels? Uh. This metal call uh, what you, you sell me you sell me now man <laughs> i look at this and yeah, i go oh that costs I mean, a lot of money oh i don't know do i need to spend the money and yeah, it's oh.
1: really easy for me i have this the, i have the most the, the the fastest wheel yeah with the best grip yeah so if for me in a half pipe tricks that's the most important so you want to be fast but still you want to have grip yeah If you land a little bit sideways, or or you feel more safe if you are coming from a hard rotation, so that's famous. That's that's the only thing that I can tell you that for me that it works. It's it's the best grip with the fastest wheel right now on the market. So yeah, that's it. It's perfect. Yeah, flat
0: sixty millimeter. That's is that your setup?
1: Yeah, my my setup is sixty millimeters flat. Yeah.
0: Mm Mhm. And is that. uh, what what's your thoughts on? Uh, sorry, one other question is, and what's the what's the profile of the wheel? Like okay, yeah, a rounded profile, is profile or a flat? Edge,
1: edge. It's it's this kind of edge profile a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the word in, in in English, but it's not it's not like flat like it used to be. Yep. The Cosmo on on the edge. That's but it's, I don't know. It feels really good. I don't know if you have ever tried them, but they feel really good really
0: really good it's it's is it like it's like a a very smooth rounded so it's not a not bullet kind of sharp but but just a very smooth rounded kind of exactly. profile yeah exactly yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah cool um and uh what's your opinion your experience with changing diameter for vert skating is 60 millimeter best what are the advantages of bigger what are the advantages of smaller? Do you think not really much much of a muchness? Is there? Do you have much opinions on this one, or is it, it kind of anywhere 50, really? Fifty-eight to
1: sixty-four, it's what I recommend to mm-hmm. skate halfpipe. Yeah, under my opinion, higher than that, I don't think you are winning more speed in in halfpipes. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a long in a long, a street park or long bowls. Maybe you you are, but mm-hmm. for halfpipe, I don't think it's is making any difference, and. Uh, once again, under my opinion, you lose a little bit of stability, mm. which I a bit think higher. You know, yeah, because you are higher mm. and you don't feel so much the the ground, mm-hmm. and I don't like it.
0: Okay, so have you you've tried? You've, you, I remember when Chris Edwards first was skating; it was like seventy-two millimeter fat boys. <laughs>
1: No. what he said what Chris Edward was doing dare to air the kind of setup, <laughs> the, the kind of setup that he had it's, it's, it's yeah you can put it at the same level as doing couples and all these crazy yeah. things from after you know
0: yeah yeah um, frames uh, plastic frame or metal frame what do you use oh man
1: I tried these solar frames uh-huh. and I couldn't be more happy yeah like, I never skated a better frame in my life, they are amazing. Had you
0: had you used yeah, aluminium H- frame ever before, or is this this a new experience?
1: It's my new. It's, it's new experience for me. I, I tried back in the day. You had this or uh, um, the middle thing. What's the name of the middle thing on the frames? H block. Um, uh, the H block used to be aluminium. I tried all those, mm. but I never try a full frame of of metal. And man, it's it's <laughs> the feeling is just amazing. It's weird.
0: Very solid.
1: Yeah, very solid. Yeah, yeah. Kyle did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, well done. I, I look forward to trying those sometime. Yeah, that's... um, Yeah, and again, especially for the amplitude and speed for vert skating or big park skating, um, maybe this is more more important for that, perhaps, than a street skater.
1: Yeah, I don't... Exactly. I don't know. I, mm. I, I talk with some skaters that they are using them on a the street, like Joe, and they... Feel really good and they love it too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I can talk about halfpipe and transitions, and
0: yeah, is the frame yeah.
1: like the the same with the wheels? Like it's it's a product that you don't have to yeah you don't have to sell it. Like it's nice. you you try it and then that's it. Is the yeah. setup that you want?
0: Joe is good friend for vert skating. Also C J Wellsmore. Two guys who everybody who street skates loves their skating, but they also. They're giving a lot of visibility to vert skating as well. So, so for those of us who love vert skating, Joe Atkinson is a very good advertisement for us at the moment. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and actually, he, he, when he skates well, he he kills. Like he, yeah. He has this style that is so beautiful to watch him. Plus the tricks he's doing hard tricks as well. Mm. So it's 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 crazy, man. How good how good he is. And CJ, I haven't skated with. Him so much, or I don't even remember if I skated with him. But it's one another skater that I love to watch. It's so good, mm-hmm. so good.
0: Yeah, sure is. Um, and boot, what 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 boot do you ride? You ride for rollerblade, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, once again, like everything that I'm using is because I really like those mm-hmm. boots. I try different boots, and I didn't. Find nothing on the market that I like it better. Yeah. So I stick with them.
0: And so what's that? Is that and what's what's the the actual make of the boot? Is it a New Jack or what's the?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm skating the New Jack Pro. Mhm. Uh, they are super comfortable. Yeah. The 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 balance you feel really really nice with the balance the 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 high of the skate and everything. And um, yeah.
0: And it's a soft it, soft boot, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a comfortable comfortable skate that allows you to grind because I really I really love to grind on the half pipe, so it gives me everything that I need to grind, mm-hmm. but also it gave me everything or it gives me everything that I need for doing harder tricks or rotations and all that.
0: So Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Very good. Amazing. So you can you can recommend that for vert skaters then that, that...
1: Yeah, actually like nowadays that you don't have any that's how I see. Yeah, that you are not. So, in the age that I have, I and mean, in the way that I understand skating now, and how I love skating, mm. and what the sponsors are giving me,
0: yeah,
1: I will not wear something that I don't like. Yeah, you know. So, it's not. It's not because I'm a sponsor by, by them. Is if I don't like at this point of my life, I will not wear them.
0: Yeah, that's you know? cool. That's like really example, cool. So you can I, have
1: I, a. Working, yeah, I was talking about Sola, and I don't have nothing with solar. I pay my frames, and I'm super happy to pay them. Yeah, you know? because that's what you so, want to skate. But I like it, so yeah. it's why I wear them, and I, that's why I recommend to, to, to skate them.
0: That's fantastic. And the um the new Jack Skate does look very cool with the black and the green and everything. It's a cool um, colorway, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool. and When you skate it, it's, it feels amazing. Yeah. It feels really good.
0: Awesome. Um uh okay, let you put on your teacher hat and let's talk um let's talk McTwists. <laughs> uh, so yeah. you've um you've put some great videos of some, some young skaters learning uh lots of different yeah. things, including McTwists, on your Instagram. Um and uh for me I don't know, I, mean, I think I commented once on this, uh you know, and both inspired and depressed watching such young people skate so well and make such progress. Um and, and it, it is I mean, like you, I, I remember first seeing that trick and going, "I want that! <laughs> I want that!" You know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh But I'm I'm still not there. <laughs> so I, I'm interested in general advice. How, what progression you give to someone to learning that trick? And maybe one of the questions I have with any new trick, and especially with flip tricks, is um, is I kind of ask, what does? Um, I don't know. So backflip. It's helpful for me in a strange way to say, "What does failing look like?" And you go, "Oh, that's okay. You can see you're not going to land. You can put. You can spot your landing. You can put your hands down." Uh, so falling, maybe worst thing is you bang your head a little bit on the way past. You know, it, it's you know, like it. It's kind of good to know what what halfway success looks like. Um, and so in the same way, I suppose part of me thinks, "Oh, how do you commit to this trick?" What does falling look like if you don't succeed, you know, as you're learning? What, what does the... Um,
1: well, the thing, yeah. the thing about the mat is I, I found a way because I had, as I told you, I always had my, my indoor skate parks in Spain, mm-hmm. and I always had kids around me skating. So I, I think I explained that trick so many times that I found a way to explain this trick in like, break down the steps. Yeah. And when you arrive to the last step, which is throw it, like, throw it, yeah, do the trick. I don't think you're going to get lost. Yeah. You know. So,
0: yeah. cuz yeah, I had that with backflip, like Ian Smith explained to me, you know, start backflip just with like um uh like a 360 hand plan, you know, and then just get it more yeah. and more, you know, and, and so by the time you just throw it, by that stage you're so comfortable with every motion. It it's, it was a very helpful step He kind of gave. So yeah, I I yeah.
1: I do the same with, with those kids or with all the kids that I uh-huh. that I that I explain them the trick that I explained the trick back in the day and I never seen no one crashing really hard
0: Right. so what's the secret learn. give us the secret sauce
1: Neil <laughs> no it's, it's it's just like a breakdown step by step and uh-huh. until until you arrive to the point to put the to, to put the foot then everything changed. then you can you can get that, that crash you know but to, on the rotation I never I never had any kid getting hard yep. learning that trick okay so I can uh, you know I gonna ask for this trick so much that I think even if I I'm really bad in YouTube tutorials, I'm gonna try to do one. Cool. I learned uh, you know I showed this trick to so many people and still I have so many people asking me how to do it uh-huh. that I'm gonna try to put a video anytime soon on YouTube.
0: Ah, that is very cool. Is there anything you're willing to share simple a simple answer on this podcast now?
1: To, for that trick, mm. you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm, no, no, nothing. Just start at the flat bottom Yeah. To, to get comfortable with the rotation. Just sit in your ass in the flat bottom and do on the on the flat bottom until you really understand the rotation. Yeah. And then you go with a little bit of speed and you just do it, you know, like however you can in the middle of the transition and then just a little bit higher with a little jump. And it's kind of that.
0: Yep, yep. Okay, well, I'll look forward to seeing the, uh, the, the YouTube tutorial then. We can have a look at, um, at the step. Because then the, a final step is above and then doing different grabs, right? Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Once you get comfortable with the rotation, then you try to go a little higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When, do you, when you have this extra high, you can play with the grabs. Yeah, and then when you play the grabs, you you just feel like superhero when you're doing a nice Mac twist with grab. Then that's it; you can retire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite grab in McTwist?
1: In um, twist for me, is Lucan.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Lucan is the for me the most beautiful, and then the one that I like to do most is mute. Just a simple mute.
0: Sure. Yeah. Keep and- keep it simple. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I enjoy so much all the way the, from the takeoff until the end.
0: That yeah. I'm
1: really, I'm enjoying it. So I, I can, I don't know how to explain, but it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't worry. I just enjoy. I know that I'm, everything is going to be all right with the mute. It's, it's smooth. It's, it's, I don't know, it's like meditation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is, um, is the most important foundational skill for a McTwist... Being very comfortable with five, just a regular five forty spin. Would you say?
1: For how I understand Mac-twist, yes.
0: Yeah. So so that so if there was one single building block, become very confident, comfortable, relaxed with 540, forward five forty.
1: For me, yes, because for me Matuys, I there's a, for sure. If you talk with a different people, it's gonna say something different. But this is how I how I feel the Matuys. For me, Matuys is a five forty upside down yeah is not a flip It's not something more like front flip 180 or barani or it's a 5 uh, for me it's 540 upside down so if you are comfortable with the 540 then you just have to you, then you have to put it upside down
0: yeah yeah and and i think on a on a vert ramp anyway a a 540 up high on the wall is already kind of sideways isn't? you're already rolling a little even if you're not yeah, upside down, in order to make that much rotation up the wall, you're already kind of, you're already starting to do that, aren't you? Because you're starting to roll sideways across the face.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit bio, and then you can keep progressing from there for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. right with that. Yeah, but but yeah, in the way that I I like twist and I understand is is that it's a five forty. So you really need a good five forty to to then do a good twist, Under my opinion.
0: Very good. Okay, well you you will work on the YouTube tutorials. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and while I wait for the YouTube tutorials, I'll work on my 540s on the vert ramp, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I start with the 360s, 540s. Yeah. Yep. Okay. From there. You
0: leave that homework with me, brother.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> cool, cool. Hey man, we're we're almost um, out of time, I think. It's been really good fun. Uh, there's so many more things we could talk about but um i i want to respect your time as well are there other things you would like to say on the podcast about about skating about vert skating um anything that maybe i interrupted you too quickly that you wanted to to say before yeah, we had right, a chance about, to say
1: about the skating the, mm. the, the the bad thing is that i could about half five skating or skating in general mm. i could be talking all night long so <laughs> you have to you have to you have to stop me
0: yeah okay. <laughs> Oh, look maybe this is something I ask all the all the vert skaters because i'm I'm still hungry to learn how to get more amplitude and I find it helpful to hear different people give different exploit because everyone uses different words to put it into words um what is what is a recommendation that you give for the uh the skater wanting to learn to to get h- higher as they're coming out of the ramp what's what's the common mistakes that people make um uh in stopping them getting past, you know, like maybe get two feet, three feet, but can't get higher. What normally is the problem?
1: For I think uh, I think under my opinion is that it's coming from the foundation. So sometimes people when we, so we want everything fast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, like right now, like I want to do air, I want to do it now. So in air, it's really important that you learn really good at the beginning, even if it's for a long time, you just fly one foot. Mm-hmm. because then you can start jumping. And then if you start jumping, you are going to find a stop when you are in three or four feet because you don't have so much power to jump maybe higher than that, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really important to, whenever you feel like you are stuck at some point, you really watch your technique mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a smaller area and you really try to look if you are jumping or not. Mm-hmm. That's, I felt that a lot of kids... A lot of people that I, that I had um, had this problem. Yeah. They couldn't go higher because they were jumping.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So go back to the foundation and see how you are doing or whoever who, who wants to learn how is doing the one or two feet higher and move from there.
0: Yeah. And then establish good technique. One day yeah. suddenly you discover you've broken through a barrier and it all comes yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. One of the things I, I think I heard you say on one of your conversations, I think it was with Chris, was um, Chris was saying, or maybe you were saying, uh, it takes time early, months early, um, to get those things right with vert skating, maybe different early on, different to street because of that. Um, and, uh, and definitely for me, I think learning more about vert skating as an older person with job and family, um, sometimes I wish you know I wish I could go back and be 16 again, where you could spend all weekend, you know, <laughs> all weekend at the skate park. Because um, I feel like I've got I've got the time I can give, and sometimes if then there's a delay, maybe I forget what I learned. Do you know what I mean? And I have to go back and yeah, and, uh, yeah, so it's hard. It's yeah, hard
1: yeah. But at the beginning is really hard to get all these all these basics movements and all the. And until you had everything as a muscle memory is super hard. But man, I've been skating I don't even know the years, like twenty something years, and still I'm changing thinking, my basic things. Yeah. I'm yeah. I am still looking for details. Yeah. In the air, in a regular yeah. air, in the MAC twist, in the in the and in the basic movements. And I'm enjoying every single second of looking for those details to make my skating Better or at least that I like it more, you know. So that's the beauty of half life. Yeah. So don't rush. Don't rush at the beginning because it's it's a beauty inside of that that you have to you have to learn how to love that beauty of the beginning, you know, of the of, of, of join these small movements.
0: Uh, and I do. That's right. It is. it's even even if there's my ambition becomes frustrated uh, when I just focus on enjoying. The pleasure of where I am at it is is a very enjoyable thing that we do, isn't it? Very fun thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes you, uh, like as I was saying, like me, I'm working in landing a little bit with, you know, with with the better position to push harder. Yeah. So, so I'm losing maybe not losing, but I'm spending like one hour or two hours for that thing, and it looks that I haven't done nothing that day because Mm -hmm. I'm just focusing on that but then at the end of when you do it for some days at the end of of the month it's like wow yeah i feel more comfortable flying well i'm flying a little bit higher higher so it's half life it's just amazing it's beautiful yeah the process of learning
0: <laughs> absolutely thank you for taking some time to chat with me about vert skating and um Yeah, it's one of the big things I want the Mad Beef podcast to be about is to have one place where, among other things, where um, uh, people can find skaters talking about this really beautiful part of our sport and um, and giving profile and advice to people thinking about it. So thanks so much now, and I'll see you on Instagram, I suppose.
1: (laughs) All right, thank you so much. Thank you for your time, and keep doing this because it's amazing. And I hope to, to see you sometime soon in Australia. Yes,
0: you come to Australia. That would be really great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can wait.
1: Okay,
0: take care. Take care, man. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon, even just $2 a month. Every little bit helps.